what up what up welcome 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 back to yet another episode of your favorite podcast better with chocolate it is i your host Kristen dominique and uh, we're back on your sweet black owned podcast in this sometimes better world bitter world wow okay we'll let that one slide But anyways, what's up, everybody? How is everybody doing? It is almost the end of March already. Like, what the heck? But it is officially spring. But yet the weather's still kind of ass. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on? It was nice. We got a couple days of really good weather. Um, So much so that people thought it was shorts weather um the amount of people i've already seen in shorts like i know the snow is melted for the most part here in the gta and the sun is shining a little bit more and we seem to be hovering a little bit above zero right now some days we hit double digits you know like the low double digits but it's still very much cold like it's not warm enough for me to be showing my bare legs like that yet but I've been seeing people doing it. You know what? More power to you. You know what I'm saying? But one thing that always confuses me, though, is that it's 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 the people that wear the shorts with the jackets. And I'm not talking about like a track jacket or like a little windbreaker situation. I'm talking about like one of those like puffer jackets, still very much like a winter coat, not like a dead of winter, like you'd wear in a blizzard, like it's minus 25 with the windshield, uh, wind chill. Wow, I can't talk today. Um, Not that type of jacket, but a jacket nonetheless. And then on top of that, not only do they have the jacket on, but the jacket zipped up all the way. So it's like the top half of your body's cold but the bottom half is cool or like you're cold enough that like you're still you're wearing this jacket but also zipping it up that it's like you know keeping your neck warm but your legs are okay and i'm not talking about the people that are out running and exercising outside you know because i get it like you know you get hot yeah keep cool with your legs out whatever but I'm just talking about regular people running errands like they're going shopping or they're just just walking out down the street or whatever. I'm really just trying to understand the logic behind that. So if you are a person and again, no judgment. If you are a person that likes to wear shorts and long jackets, let me know. I'm really curious because for me personally, even though I'm loving that the snow is gone and I'm loving that the sun is shining and that the temperatures are slowly warming up. I'm still wearing pants and long jackets. Sometimes I still got a light scarf. You know, I still turn on the um, the heating steering wheel thing in my car. Yeah, it's still cold for me. So I'm just curious for those people, like, what is it? Please share, share with me, you know? And is this like a strictly Canadian thing? I'm not sure. You know, just let me know. But speaking about the weather, I mean, for those who know me, like, I I don't like small talk. And talking about the weather for an extended period of time is really not something I enjoy doing. 
but working in the corporate world, that is something that you got to do. And also being Canadian, it is something that you kind of talk about by default because the weather here is so temperamental. But I want to share a little bit of an experience of um, being a Canadian in a climate that's usually warmer than it is cold. So over a few years back, I traveled to San Diego and it was January. So it was more like spring, like what spring would be like here in the GTA. Okay. And so, yeah, I was, I wasn't wearing a jacket. At one point I had like a little dress on and you know, I'm out here enjoying it. I'm like, yo, January and like, I can show how my legs out, you know, <laughs> like it was great. Like it wasn't like scorching hot, but it's still warm enough for me to not dress like how we would here in the middle of January. But the for the people who lived in San Diego, I guess the natives that lived in San Diego, uh, the locals, I should say, uh, not the natives. Let's not use that word. But um, yeah, people were out here in parkas and hats and scarves and gloves. And they're looking at me like I'm the weirdo. Like how I'm looking at those people wearing long jackets and shorts is the way that people were looking at me wearing my little my little dress, you know. But the thing is, though, the weather over there, like at its coldest at that time of the year, I think what would be mm, like 18, 18 degrees here. Yeah. So, you know, my fellow Canadians, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm not crazy for dressing how I'm dressing. But to the people of San Diego, they're looking at me like, who is this person wearing this these summer clothes? And I'm out here in my in my parka. And I'm looking at them like, who are you wearing these parkas in this bomb-ass weather? <laughs> so, I don't know, man. It is what it is. And again, like I said, no judgment, you know? Although I'm sure I was being judged very much while I was out in San Diego. But anyways, I digress. What are we talking about this week? So, given some... Things that have come up in pop culture and also given some experience, some recent experience for me personally. I decided that I wanted to talk about a little thing called microaggressions. Now, some of you may know what I'm talking about. Some of you may not. But I'm going to read you the definition of what a microaggression is. So, Google defines the microaggression as a statement action, or incident regarded as an instance of indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group, such as a racial or ethnic minority. That is a microaggression. Okay. If you want an example of a microaggression, uh, one could be like, you know, you clean up nicely and saying this to somebody who is black or you know a person of color now we hear this term a lot being used you know as a way of like someone saying oh you look nice you look sharp and you know things like that but depending on who's saying it <laughs> can really change the meaning of that and essentially microaggression is something that sounds innocent enough but it has discriminatory or racist undertones in it and this is something that is heavily practiced in this society and it's done 
intentionally and unintentionally. Because in our white supremacist society, or in the white supremacist society, I should say, I don't want to say our because I'm not included in this. In this society, we are kind of conditioned to believe that if you say something with a smile on your face, it automatically softens it up. It, you know, it makes it okay. It's, it's nice, you know, but we also know the power of what a smile could be or what's behind that smile. And as black people, we face microaggressions almost on a daily. I know as a black woman working in the corporate world, I definitely have experienced it and continue to experience it. And I'm sure a lot of you listening have also experienced some form of microaggression, if not in your personal life, in your work life, or vice versa, or both. So using that first example of you clean up nicely, right? When saying that, you know, as a white person to a black person, what is that really, what is that really saying, you know? Or to give a personal example of one, um, I have naturally curly hair and, you know, I have like those like ringlets, you know, but my hair it can, for those who don't know any better, it can be a little confusing because you don't know what my hair feels like. If it's more coarse, if it's, you know, fine, or if it's quote unquote soft or whatever the, it may be. But I have hair that's pretty versatile. It can do a lot, a lot of things. It can go curly easily. It can go straight easily. It can go wavy easily. So I tend to have a lot of fun with my hair. So years ago in my early 20s, I had my hair like pretty short, kind of like how Rihanna did back in the day when she did that little like pixie type thing. Anyways, my hair started to grow out. So straightening it every day wasn't really an option. So I just used to let it curl. And so I was around this white person for a while. And, you know, they're cool. I had no problems with them, whatever. But when I showed up with my hair curly, you know, the first thing that she said to me was, Oh, how did you get your hair like that? And then proceeds to touch my hair. Um, I never really liked random people touching my hair ever. So I backed up. Like, you know, I pulled back and I was just like, don't do that. <laughs> and then she, but she managed to to touch it and she felt it. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, but it's actually soft. And I'm like, okay, what were you expecting it to feel like? And something I love to do when I deal with ignorant people is I like to throw things back at them and put them on the spot. Because you'd be, you'd be surprised at how like caught up and how like <laughs> disheveled and confused and like deer in headlights they get. And that's what I like to do with people that ask me stupid questions. You know, I just throw it back to them, you know, or sometimes I repeat back to them what they say so that they can hear how stupid and ignorant it sounds. And then you don't have to do this in a combative way. And I never do. And you'd be surprised how quickly people realize and they check themselves. They're like, oh, damn. Yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. You know? So just a little tip for you guys if ever you come across some ignorant people. Just don't don't get upset. Don't, you know, just smile and swallow it and walk away or whatever. Just, just put it back on them. You know, either repeat the stupid shit they said to you 
or just throw it back at them and then watch them scramble. It's like their brain kind of like fries. <laughs> it's like it's like short circuiting, you know. But anyways, so that's one example that I've experienced is microaggressions that people making assumption about black people's hair. Now, black people, as we know, come in all shades, all hair textures, all sizes, all shapes, all different varieties. But particular people tend to have a particular image of what a black person is supposed to look like. Certain people act as if black people are a monolith. So, you know, whenever they see something or someone going outside of that, it's like exotic to them or it's like, it's like, wow, this is so different or this is alternative. And it's just like, nah, like this is just black people just existing, just being the damn selves and living their life. Why do we have to live our lives according to whatever narrative that you created about it? But anyways, I digress. Back to microaggressions. So the reason why this is so dangerous is because these microaggressions are often said, like I said, you know, with a smile on it on their face. It's like a backhanded compliment. And I've witnessed it, not just experienced it, but I've witnessed it so many times that black people are put on the spot out of nowhere more times than not. And we just got to take it or not have to take it, but we just take it. And it's just like, why do we do that? Like I just witnessed <laughs> this, this really like, this wasn't done to me, but it's something that I witnessed. And, you know, these people were having a conversation and it happened to be, you know, a black person, a white person. And they were talking about music and, um, you know, this one person, older, older, gentleman of the Caucasian persuasion was talking about various bands and stuff that they have seen in concert and things like that and you know talking to you know this black man and so you know he's asking about all these older bands like from like the 70s and 80s and the 60s and whatever and some of the bands the black man knew and some of them he didn't and obviously there's a, there's a generational gap there and um, that was acknowledged by the Caucasian man but then he, the the comment that he made when the the black man didn't necessarily know a particular band that he was talking about. And he says something like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it's not G-Unit, but, you know, ha, 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 ha. Like, and so <laughs> I was there minding my own business, you know, doing what I'm doing. But when I heard that comment, I looked up and I looked over at the black man and I kind of made a face. And the black guy looked at me because it's like we were kind of, it's like he knew why that caught my attention. And it's like just within that eye contact, we kind of like signal to each other like, yeah, it's hella problematic. But we're in a weird situation, uh, position where we can't really say anything too, too tough. You know what I mean? Because given, given where we were and who this person was, it would be a whole thing, right? So anyways, <laughs> experiencing that or witnessing that, I should say, it just it just really made me think further that, you know what, we really need to start just just calling this out more. And again, not in a combative way, because sometimes I think that certain people don't realize what it is that they're saying it or what they're saying or how they're saying it. 
And I think if you just take a moment, like I said, to just either repeat back to them what it is that they're saying to you or to just put it back on them and just ask them simply like, well, why would you ask me that? Trip them up. Let them be in the uncomfortable, awkward position because black people for too far in certain situations, just when they're just trying to just exist and just be and live their regular, regular life. Dumb shit like this happens for absolutely no reason. Out of nowhere. They get like, why? A recent pop culture moment that I can that I can, you know, share that I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen across social media. This happened on a world stage, okay? Where an example of this, a perfect example of this happened was at the Critics' Choice Award when Venus and Serena was called upon by this woman. I don't even remember what her name was. Um, Oh, Jane Campion. When Jane Campion, when she was accepting her award for best director for whatever movie she did, I had no, I have no idea what the movie is. I had no idea who this woman was until I saw this um, post that was, you know, all over social media about what, what happened. So um, I'll play the clip for you guys, uh, you know, just the audio bit so you guys can hear what the speech was and so what I'm talking about. Thank you. Thank you, Taika. Thank you, Critics' Choice. And um, it's a... It's absolutely uh, stunning to be here tonight amongst so many incredible women. And, and, you know, Serena and Venus, you are such marvels. However, you do not play against the guys. (laughs) Like I have to. (laughs) So, yeah. So she makes this comment or she makes this point to call out Serena and and Venus and make that statement about, well, oh, well, well, you don't have to play with the guys like I do. Why? What was the reason? (laughs) And if you could see the video, Venus's face basically encompasses the, like, every black person's feeling when something like that happens to them. It's that look of, like, I need to smile through this right now because if I react to this, then I'm going to be called aggressive and angry and, you know, sensitive and all these kinds of things. Like I'm going to get berated for having a reasonable reaction to some wild shit that somebody just said to me. And then Serena was just like, like laughing it off. But what people don't understand is that <laughs> these are things that we have to do as black people to to cope and to go along to get along. And, you know, that whole thing, like Michelle Obama said, you know, when they go low, we go high. You know, we've been going high for for a very long time. We've been going high. And so that's why I think that what we need to do is to not necessarily meet them at their level, but like I said, just 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 throw it back at them just throw it back at them you know put them in the hot seat because tell me what was the purpose of her pointing out the Williams sisters during her acceptance speech for an award 
where Venus and Serena weren't even nominated, you know? And then, as always, when after somebody says something problematic or racist, you know, they come up with their little sorry apologies. And, like, honestly, these apologies after the fact, when people say problematic shit, like, they don't mean anything to me. You know, because I'm of the belief that in this day and age, in 2022, there is enough knowledge and information and awareness of the of the history of the world <laughs> and you know the atrocities and all the things that are not acceptable or not appropriate to say and the things that are problematic and controversial like we're at a point in human history that we know better to do better so for people who um do the opposite of that and then want to come out and apologize and claim that they didn't know better I, I call bullshit. I call bullshit. Because in this day and age, it is a choice. Because as a society, we know better. And some people choose to not do better. And that's just what it is. So anyways, this woman came out and she apologized, saying, and I quote, I made a thoughtless comment equating what I do in the film world with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams have achieved. I did not intend to devalue these two legendary black women and world-class athletes. Okay. In her speech, she mentioned being, you know, a tennis enthusiast herself and admiring what they do. So if you truly were somebody who admired Venus and Serena as athletes, and you know a thing or two about the tennis world, and you would know that Serena and William and Venus have actually played with the boys. They've played in mixed doubles. But my thing is, is why why pick out the two black women in particular? There's anybody she could have pointed out. She could have even spoken generally and saying, you know, a lot of women, you know, in the industry or out here in this world of Hollywood or whatever, you know, uh, don't have to play with the boys like I do. She could have done that. She had that option. But no. Instead, she chose to point out the two black women sitting in the front row or somewhere near the front row and put the spotlight on them for absolutely no reason when Serena and Venus were just minding their own damn business. So I'm going to let that sit there for a bit and just think about that of all the things that could have been said in that acceptance speech if you really wanted to make it about women you know being the minority in a field or an industry that is predominantly this male dominated <laughs> that is male dominated you could have said a myriad of different things but instead, you chose to focus on two black women and call them out. And then say it with a smile on top of that. So, yeah. Uh, I know I'm a little bit late with this news because that's this stuff happened about two weeks ago or, you know, about two weeks ago at this point in time. But I just wanted to talk about it because, again, like I said, with things like this is happening 
And then, like, with, you know, things that I'm experiencing currently, you know, with certain people. <laughs> it, it, and again, it makes me think back to what I had to deal with, you know, as a black woman in the corporate world. And it's just, you know, it is a real problem. And I think we got to talk about it some more. Something worth discussing. And I think, you know, we as black people need to do, need to do a better job of, of, of calling it out and making it known that it's not appreciated. It's not well-intentioned and it's not positive. Like you're not, you're, no. You know what I mean? Because there's a bunch of things that we could probably say that could be microaggressive towards white people. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. You know, we're not that type of podcast. We're not going to, we're not going to do that, you know, because we got, we got class, you know, we're, we're, we're better than that. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, that's really what I wanted to come out here and talk about. Um, Microaggressions. They're not cool. And if you do experience it, please, please do not hesitate to throw it back at the person and put them on the spot. Because we as black people need to be allowed to just exist and just be without issue. We should be able to just live in peace and you know do our job or just walk down the street or enjoy an award ceremony without somebody trying to disturb that peace and disrupting our 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 peace for absolutely no reason like can we just can we just do that in 2022 can we just can can black people just exist can we just be so that's it that's really all i want to talk about and in case you're new to this show, um, this is a podcast where I don't hesitate to talk about white supremacy and call out on the bullshit. Now, mind you, I know that everybody in, you know, not all white people are white supremacists. <laughs> but I will speak the real truth and I will talk about the histories and I will talk about what's presently going on. And I will. Call, and that's the thing. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So if you find it offensive, um, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but you don't have to listen. And that's just what it is. You know? I'm taking things in a different direction because I'm noticing far too many things for me to not talk about it. And I'm sure there's there are those of you out there who want to talk about it too. And yeah, we're going to do some of that on this show. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to keep it nice and short. This week, as always, trying to keep in that 30-minute mark, you know. But thank you again for tuning in and listening to another episode. As always, you can follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple. And uh, yeah, subscribe. And um, follow us on Instagram at BWC Podcast. And you can always send us an email. I don't know why I keep saying us. It's not an us thing anymore. It's just me. You can send me an email. Betterwithchocolatepod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, feedback, or if you want to be featured on the show, by all means, send me an email. Or you can message me on Instagram. And we can set it up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, For me, my personal stuff, I have my artist page. As you already know, I talk about it every week. It's called The Art of K-Dominique. 
And there you can see whatever I'm working on, some existing pieces that are for sale, mm -hmm. um, any upcoming shows or events that I am going to be displaying my work. Um, you can follow all of that um, as well as my business page where you can purchase said art. Um, I do sell prints and original paintings as well as some handmade one-of-a-kind jewelry on my business page called Shop KDA Designs. Uh, and the website is shopkdadesigns.com. So give those a follow, give those a like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Shameless plug, you know what it is. I'm wrapping it up now, but <laughs> that does it for me this week. And so, yeah, guys, be easy this week. Get some sun if it comes out wherever you are. Um, and, you know, be easy, be loved. And as always, keep it 100. And as you know, everything is better with chocolates. Peace.